It's the Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Hey, I'm feeling a bomb here. Grand slam. <laughs> no. Oh, Harold, you're a genius. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints will get a chance to celebrate if they make the John Tardy gets the points. Here's Mitch Berger, the holder. And he missed it. The Sportzilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Comets fans of all ages, we start with your Utica Comets. They have traded Dylan Sadaway. He was called up basically to be the player to be named later for the John Stevens trade. But wait, there's more, Scoop. Tell them who will not be in the lineup. They are traveling today to Cleveland to play the Monsters tomorrow and Saturday afternoon. Joe Roberts will be on the call. He's back. He's off of paternity leave. But two Comets will not be in the, ro- or in the roster because they've headed to Vancouver. Yeah, the Dylan Sadaway might be in the lineup for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, but right. Justin Bailey and Zach McEwen have been recalled by the Vancouver Canucks. That hurts the Comets. And Master of the obvious. There was, <laughs> there was a lot of discussion about that earlier today. But also, we've got Tanner Sorensen and David Pope being recalled from the Kalamazoo Wings. Because you got to fill those two roster spots. Uh, what was the tweet that we saw from our good friend Corey Hergott, who has joined us on the Sports Illustrated Show in the past and joins us at 745 for Utica Comments and Saturday every Monday when Scoop and I are over there giving you your weekly recap. 72 Tavern Mondays at 7. Who's our player going to be this week? I'm stalling, but what's the answer? Uh, I can't find well, you, were, you started with, with Corey Hergott. I, I know he tweeted earlier today that he thought some guys might come down to Cleveland, it Kalamazoo, because the Utica Comets would be there, and it's not that far of a drive. That's my bad, because I mistakenly thought that he immediately read my mind at the tweet that we had looked at earlier about the Ferrari, but now that we're on point, that was my bad. We didn't You're have good. the, we didn't have the t- telepathy, good. but you recall now a few minutes ago when we yes. did look at that. Okay, thank so you. So it's a uh, stolen Ferrari sitting on blocks in the chop shop. Being mined for parts. That's basically what has happened to the Comets. That's actually a great analogy because that's what it feels like. It, uh, As you said, to be master of the obvious myself, it hurts the Comets a bit with the scoring depth. Vancouver in action Saturday against the Islanders. A playoff push for Vancouver. Hopefully here in Utica as well. Uh, we're a little short of guys. Reed Boucher did skate today, but uh, seemed to not participate fully especially towards the end of practice, according to something that Ben Brunell of the Observer Dispatch tweeted earlier today. So, Reed, even though he couldn't make the AHL All-Star game back on the ice, that's a good sign. But will he be available for tomorrow in Cleveland? I don't know. It's a good question. It really is. I, uh, I do have to give credit where it's due to Joel Roberts, though, because I thought it was really nice what he did on Twitter. He's at Roberts on the mic. And he threw out a few tweets on the bus to Cleveland with the team uh, and he threw a lot of love, Razor Ray Biggs, Biggsy's way about just the outstanding job. Uh, Dave Foote and Jim Gilchrist as, w- as well. Those voices that filled in for him so that he could be on call to basically become a father of his beautiful daughter, Nora. So uh, just a class act and what Joe Roberts did, uh, showing showing some love to Biggsy. I thought Biggsy did a great job filling in. And I wonder if in the future, at least maybe for some of the home games on the on the way for the rest of the season, Maybe he pops back up in 
in the booth and you get a little color commentary. I mean, he was well prepared. He knows his stuff. Well, that's a no dust statement too. What's that? Yeah, he being prepared. Yeah, <laughs> it, but it has to happen. I think it just it, they sounded great together. Yeah, their back and forth was fantastic. They worked off of one another extremely well. So I'd love to hear that again. Sportzilla show is now underway on ESPN Radio Utica Rome now ninety six point five FM. Wanted to make sure everybody was aware of what was going on with our Utica Comets. 13.10 a.m., 13.50 a.m. are options. You can stream at ESPNUR.com. Or, of course, get the app. Go to your app store. It's ESPNUR. It's been updated. You can listen to the station right there. You can go mobile with us. Uh, shameless plug for the Nye Automotive High School Game of the Week presented by Pathfinder Bank and the U.S. Army. Tully Adariskany with Seth. Is it Goldberg or Greenberg? I, I it's whatever you want to pronounce. I, I can't it as. remember it anymore. Guy named Seth. Guy named Seth. Uh, Seth got you at six forty-five. That is tomorrow. So I thought we'd let you know that. On the way, some tickets once again to the CNY Sportsman Show, which is at the Callet Civic Center in Oneida this weekend. We'll give those away periodically throughout Sportzilla today. Also of note, the um, Syracuse basketball team has a pretty big game. You might have heard about it with about thirty-five thousand expected on Saturday. But then again, so does um, so does Utica College. They got a basketball game too. They'll be off to Elmira. I bring that up because their head coach Sean Coffee will join us in our next segment. Our Coffee for Three segment with Sean Coffee, five fifteen somewhere every Thursday. Sometimes in studio, sometimes on the phone. We've got him on the phone in a few minutes. Hashtag Girl Dad Clinton Girls Hockey. The Warriors playing tonight, Section Three final, facing off against Skinny Atlas, seven fifteen tonight. In Cicero. Love that hashtag, that girl, that hashtag all over social media. I'm one, you're one, Sean Coffey is one. Hey, Jim Bayheim is one. So, yeah, there's a lot of girl dads out there. But Syracuse basketball, let's stop off right there. They're striping the dome. It's, it's something we were talking about as we've referenced our Syracuse version of the Sportzilla show, which airs from 3 to 4 and is on twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk if you'd like to watch that. That's out there, too. And a big uh, watch party going on 745 Saturday. The, right there, that same place that I just told you about. You'll have some SU greats in studio. It's a fun watch. With Roosevelt re- Bowie, um, Devendorf's going to be there. Uh, Tyler Lydon in this week? No, he's not. He was bef- he was last week, right? But needless to say, they have this thing called Bayheimberg on campus. So usually in years past for a week or so prior to the big games on the schedule, your Dukes, your North Carolinas, they're doing this again for the North Carolina game at the end of February, but they'll camp out and they call it Bayheimberg. So there's just tents everywhere. Like the, it's a campground. The dome is a campground, but the, with the construction, they're not able, they're not able to camp out for as long. They've kind of been discouraging that. The point being though, is they want to get some tickets for these, this game, this big game. It's Huge, awesome. It's going to be a party on campus. And then you've got Super Bowl Sunday falling in right up, right after hours later after SU Duke. Nick L's in studio with us. Let's use him. He gave us the aloha sign. What's on your mind from the conversation thus far? What are you going to chip in for us? It's actually the shaka. Is that what that is? The shaka. The shaka? Is (laughs) what's on my mind? The shaka. What does that come from? Where's I? I don't know. It's just a thing. I didn't make it up. It's just a thing. You're just doing it? Yeah. I always thought the shaka people. The whole either, time we're either t- that or the UE. So the whole time we were having that conversation, he's like, I'm going to wait when they ask. Shaka. That's, That's not it. it. That's <laughs> not it at all. Until you said the throw of the Aloha sign, I had to I had to defend the Shaka. You had to come in and correct 
correct me and tell me it was the shock. And mm-hmm. now I know that because I didn't know that before. But what, what is on your mind? Or what have we inspired you to think? What sports related thing? You could jump on anything. You can jump on the Utica College stuff, the Syracuse stuff, the Comet stuff, or all three. Well, I mean, Utica College is my alma mater. I mean, it still is. But they had a couple basketball games the other night. I was there for both of them. So the uh, the men's team pulled out a great win against Harwick. The women's team, scrappy win against Harwick, too. I'm telling you, there's some there's some good things on the horizon and in the present for both those teams. I'm loving what I'm seeing. You like you're liking to see the three wins in a row now after those two losses too. That's got to be a feel good thing on campus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, everyone knows it too. What about Syracuse? Do you guys ever Bayheimberg? Is it Coffeeberg? Is that Coffee for Threeberg or no, something like that? I mean, it's already already free for us, so we just get to walk in. Yeah, that's true. If you're students. Interesting. Yeah, you don't have to pay for that stuff, huh? No, it's part of the tuition. It's part of the tuition, which was lowered quite a bit a few years ago. That's going to yeah, be a nice thing, it was, too. It was nice. It also drove up the amount of uh, students on campus. So, I mean, I expected to double my first year. I got triple. But it was cool because that guy was pretty chill. So. Do you have a solo now? Like I live off campus. Oh, you have your own place? Yeah. Roommates? Yeah. All right. What made you decide on Utica College? Uh, the only place that accepted me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of out of necessity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> were you there for the moment of silence for Kobe? And what was that like if you were? Oh, I wasn't. I was here, actually. Okay. All and right. then I uh, I left to call the women's game after. Or I, I went to call the women's game after I left. And um, now my uh, my friend was there. He called the first game. And it's just like everything you've been seeing around around the media. Everyone's just somber. Yeah. Same thing. And they held out the 24 jersey. They left it on the scores table for most of the first half. They did the 8 second and 24 second violations just for uh, in tribute to Kobe, and it was just pretty much like everything you've seen. They're even going to give a uh, tribute out uh, during the Super Bowl on Sunday. We'll talk about that more when we get to a segment on that in just a little bit. But uh, they're striping the dome. They're doing that Saturday against Duke to get back on point with that real quick. I wanted Scoop. Scoop's got the breakdown of... So basically, if you're planning on going to the to the game and you're not aware of this, there's a certain color shirt that you have to wear dependent on what section of the dome you're in. So they're going to go white, orange in the middle, and then blue on the other side. Yeah, you don't want to look like a fool. Yeah, you don't want to be that one well, guy well, that's going to, you well, know. wait a minute, though. Somebody actually tweeted at there's me today. There's a guy wearing a pink shirt amongst all the orange over there. Screw that guy. A, a guy tweeted at me today that he's going to be wearing his newly purchased orange shirt in the blue section. Now look, that's one way to be seen on television. If he's the only one. That's okay, imagine that be the only guy that's <laughs> not in that section. I thought it was kind of funny, but fans in sections 101 to 106 and 301 to 306 are encouraged to wear white shirts. The fans in sections 107 to 110 and 123 to 125 are supposed to wear the orange shirts and fans in sections 111 to 116 and 313 to 319 are to wear blue, which is where I believe this gentleman who spoke with me earlier today is going to be wearing his orange shirt so he can wave at the TV cameras and everybody will see him. You know, that's the guy the scoop was talking about right there. That yeah. guy. Well, Although I would be doing the same thing, though, especially if I just bought something. You want to be the contrarian. I'm wearing this because it's brand spanking new. Sean Coffey is going to join us next, the head coach of Utica College Men's Basketball Pioneers. Get ready for Coffee for Three on the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Now at 96.5 FM, and as promised, tickets to go to the CNY Sportsman Show this weekend. 315-768-1310. That's 315-768-1310. 
We'll start with caller number five. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. A regular segment with head coach of Utica College men's basketball, Sean Coffey. We call this Coffee for Three. You're back on a winning streak, Sean. So overall, things got to be feeling real good around the team. The exception being, uh, before we get into anything else and, and the wins, uh, the tribute to Kobe. Scoop, we got to have him tell, him, tell well, us I, about that. Yeah, I just retweeted uh, something you sent out earlier today. The moment of silence that you guys had with uh, Hartwick the other night, which was a nice tribute. Uh, you hashtagged it uh, Mamba, hashtag uh, Gigi. It's a nice touch. Yeah, you know, um, again, it's such a tragedy, and we just wanted to kind of do our own tribute, moment of silence, um, you know, something that was appropriate in length and everything. So you can't really tell from the video. The audio is off on it, but we had uh, – a shot clock go off at eight, eight seconds, you know, set to eight, and then a full 24 on the game clock. So that was the, uh, the length of time that we uh, we, we designated, um, we think, appropriately to, you know, just, again, these guys have grown up watching him. Um, and, you know, they wanted to do it. And we had we had, a, we had the capabilities in our scoreboard, our scores table to, you know, it's a whole video screen. So um, to be able to flash, couple eights and 24s up there and uh just to recognize the man and the person that he was and just the influence that he's had on everybody in that gym everyone participating in that game um so it was a it was a special moment for everyone and um you know to go right into the anthem after that it just it was a pretty deep moment uh so i gotta ask you uh, whose idea was that and uh how many people did you have to get approval from um, I got to give myself credit for that one, I guess. Uh, you know, and I just went to our sports information department um, and just made sure we were able to do something. Again, we wanted to make it appropriate. We don't want to have some big, long, drawn-out thing. Um, you know, just appropriateness for our level. Um, you know, just everyone involved. Um, and, uh, you know, and then our AD, Dave Fontaine, you know, was he's always very supportive of things we're trying to do and he felt it was appropriate as well and it wasn't going to really disrupt anything as far as game times and tipping off you know it was literally probably a total of 50 seconds with the words that were put together by cooper deck who's our sports information one of our assistants and uh, and then right into the the tribute itself the moment of silence so um so yeah yeah we you know went down the line getting some approval but it was it was you know no brainer so you earned a season sweep over Hartwick. You're 15 and four now. You got to feel good about the 77 to 65 effort. Yeah, it, it, definitely. Um, you know, we always say we want to win every game at home. Um, you know, we did have the hiccups over that one weekend uh, where we could have won both, but um, those are our only kind of flaws at home thus far. It's, that's been. Just the progression of the program that, you know, we don't lose at home. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, we're not playing great right now. Uh, we're not making shots at the same clip we were, which is to be, to be uh, you know, understood after a while just because of how great we were shooting the ball and conference time is just tougher. And, uh, you know, everyone's a little banged up. Everyone's a little tired. Legs are gone a little bit quicker. But uh, just that time of year. Um, but they're, you know, 
So we kind of won a little bit ugly. Definitely defended and kept a good scoring team, you know, under 70 points, which is a plus. And uh, but we just we're just trying to use our depth just to wear people down over 40 minutes. And um, it's just that time of year where you got to try to find a way to win ugly sometimes. And um, there is, I do think there is a skill in that of winning when you're not playing particularly great yourself. Uh, but, you know, there's definitely some breakdowns on both ends that we can clean up, and that's where we're continuing to try and get better and improve and so that, you know, one of these uglier games doesn't come back to bite us at the wrong time. So, um, but, you know, we we got through it and, uh, you know, we got earned the sweep over Hartwick, the talented, and, you know, there's a chance we could see them again. And, you know, they're they're fighting for a top-four spot right now themselves. So um, we might, might not be done with them. Anytime you're coffee for three on the Sports Illustrated Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. You know, we're talking to Sean Covey, the head coach for the Utica College men's basketball team for the Pioneers. So before we glorify the fact that you're back on a three game winning streak after dropping a couple, which was was kind of a shock. I saw a tweet last night where you were recognizing Mrs. Coffee. So we need to give yeah. her her proper due and respect. I tease you a little bit. I was like, well, as you've told me, she's a little bit better point guard. Uh, but tell everybody what she yeah. tell everybody yeah. what she did, and how happy was she uh, when she got home? Yeah. Well, if you read the article, she actually wasn't physically allowed to be there for the game. Uh, she got in a little trouble uh, the game before, yep. earning herself a couple teas. But yep. so she wasn't actually allowed to be at the building. Uh, so I was. I had the pleasure of. Uh, pulling our hair out together, watching on the live stream at home, um, you know, just the, you know, just the game and uh, the ups and downs of that game. But uh-huh. you no, know, she, you know, beating Mog Valley, um, you know, getting a sweep on them. Um, you know, I'm so proud of her to be honest. Uh, she's just talking about Mamba mentality, um, you know, being a, a mom of two and uh, having these players just, you know, they'll just go to war for her. They'll play so hard for her. They want to do it for her since she was not able to be there with them due to the region rules. Um, and, uh, you know, and she's doing this as a part-time coach and she's sweeping full-time coaches. And, uh, you know, and that's another thing that, you know, you're going to get me going a little bit. You're going to see the other side of Coach Coffee get me uh, riled up with just um, – some of the things that she has to deal with as a female in the coaching world, um, you know, being ejected from a game in the way she was, is it was an absolute joke. Uh, the officiating at that level, um, junior college women's basketball is, um, you know, is, is pretty bad. And it's uh, so she's got to deal with that. And, you know, strong willed and strong voiced uh, females um, just, don't get a fair shake sometimes, you know, just there's a sensitivity there from these older, you know, out of shape men who can't get in position. But, uh, <laughs> um, but, the, but, but for her to do this as a part-time coach and that's a whole other can of worms, you know, uh, she's the only one over there as a head coach at Herkimer that's part-time um, and to take a you know, program that hadn't seen 500 in a decade or something like that and to get them into the top 10 and beating top 10 teams um, and just, just just great role model for her players as a mom, as a you know a wife, you know as a homemaker. She works two other jobs. Um, just she grinds, man. And uh, so I'm just so proud of her and happy for her girls that they were able to pull that one out in such a big rivalry locally. And um, she also helped uh, you know complete the sweep uh, 
the coffee household on all the local programs here. So I was happy for us for that too. <laughs> I thought I thought you, I think you did a fantastic job uh, towing the line and uh, being diplomatic in your answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying here. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> get a little fired up over this one. I know I'm a little biased, uh, but um, you know. I do have a daughter. I know she's my wife, but if I had a daughter playing basketball, I'd love to. I'd want her to play for Gabrielle Domel Coffee. That's for sure. It's just the way she approaches each day, and uh, just the the example she sets for young women. I'm not gonna lie, you got me fired over over here. Yeah, he was he was he was like fist bumping in the studio as you were kind of yeah. you were right on the edge, and then he brought himself yeah. back. Sean Coffee's with yeah, us here on the yeah, Sports Social Show ESPN. Getting out of the gym here too, and all fired up, you know. Got lifting a little bit, you know. Get me going, so um, yeah, yeah. Getting you pumped up. It's the Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now ninety six point five FM. Coffee for three with Sean Coffee. So we go back a few games actually, and you had beat Houghton after had the team having dropped a couple games, and we talked about those uh, previously when you were in, and then of course you got the wins over Hartwick and Alfred as well. So now. Uh, uh, you drop a couple, and that that could pause momentum. But now three mm-hmm. in a row, momentum is back in your favor, and the guys are back to feeling good. And of course, a consistent player that I keep seeing is Tom Moriel, just kind of bringing it every game. But there's some other guys too. So, and I believe he won Rookie of the Week again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darius Hopkins, though, you're seeing the the name Brett Talbert all the time, constantly hearing from Comedric Murphy making his contributions. Uh, but Darius Hopkins, or Justice Brantley, uh, Brett Talbert's another one I saw in there. Chris Green kind of contributed a little bit as well. So talk about some of the other guys, yeah. the depth of the roster for us that's been helping the last few games. Yeah, uh, I mean, Comedric Murphy, uh, as we call him, Hammer, you know, name given to him by his mother uh, and a coach when he was young. But he's just, he, he's been great. Um you know, he had 15 rebounds the other night. He's just a monster on the glass. Uh, he cleans up all of our issues in the back of the defense. Um, and then, you know, he's just starting to finish more consistently. And he's a problem. I and mean, we've talked about him quite a bit. Uh, Chris Green, though, coming in off the bench. He's like our backup point guard. And he's just a lockdown. He's defender. He's He might be the best full-court on-ball defender I've ever coached. I really have really ever seen lives. Um He's just a pest, and his energy brings, you know, you think you're dealing with a good five uh, players to start a game as an opponent, and then you bring in someone like this kid that just can change the game, you know, just from an energy standpoint, the ball pressure, uh, just disrupting you. With and, and he's just been playing so much better offensively. He's finding people. He's getting into the rack, um, and we've seen the type of athlete he is with uh, that dunk he had earlier in the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, these other guys, they just keep, you know, they, they've been the consistent ones is our bench. Um, we've been up and down a little bit. People are, you know, really trying to take Tommy away and he had a tough stretch there, uh, where people, you know, they're sitting on certain things he does well and he's, but this is where he's been able to adjust and he's been able to mature and been able to counter and just find other ways to impact the game, you know, offensive rebounding, putbacks, um, being a better passer. Um, so, but the other guys, like I said, our bench has just been so good. You know, Kobe was sick this last game, Kobe Lufkin, but uh, he just gives us his 10 to 13 points every game, just comes in and makes shots. Um, and we've mentioned Chris and then Justice as a freshman. You know, he was starting to hit the wall a little bit. 
physically, but, you know, he can guard, you know, one through five, really. Uh, he's a big, strong body. He's, you know, first cousin of Michael Brantley of the Astros. And mm-hmm. uh, so he's got that bloodline athletically, and the kid can just come in off the bench and make shots himself. He's tough to the rim, and he's, you know, he's just one of these freshmen. He's just dying to learn, dying to play hard and have opportunities. So we just know he's going to play really hard. He's going to be active, communicating. Um, but, yeah, so these are the guys that have been really, you know, when, when some of our top guys like Hunter was struggling to shoot the ball a little bit for a stretch there. And, again, they're going to take away your best guys. But um, you can counter with really strong players off the bench, um, guys that maybe you can't prepare for as much with the limited time we have between games. And uh, they're the ones who kind of can tip it the scales in our favor at at the end of 40 minutes. Sean, thanks so much for the time today. This is a regular segment with you. Utica College men's basketball coach, Sean Coffey. We call it Coffee for Three. It's not just Syracuse-Duke on Saturday. Next up for the Pioneers, Elmira, 2 o'clock on Saturday. So we'll keep tabs on that. We'll catch up with you next week. As always, have a great rest of your day, Sean. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. So it looks like we're back. Thanks for the chat. Sean Coffey, of course. Coffee for three. Utica College men's basketball coach. Giving uh, some love out. He's a girl dad, but giving some love out to Mrs. Coffee, to Gabrielle, his his wife and fellow coach, who is a better point guard than he is. He owns it, man. He's the one that said it. He said it to me, said it to you, said it to all of us. He said it on Twitter, too. I look forward to talking to him every Thursday. It really is uh, nice to support the program. They're doing some great things. Nick Ailes, current student, finishing up the senior year with the Shaka. He gave that to me. Got to be hyped about that and hearing from Coach Coffee too. I mean, how could you not? I love it. I mean, I'm going to miss the pro. I'm going to miss the whole school when I'm gone. I'm going to miss the program. I'm going to miss going to their games as frequently as I can. It's going to be sad. So you graduate at the end of May. I do. And then watch. Oh, you- hopefully. Well, let's not jinx anything now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to be all right. I like. I hey like. Man, ask- you, don't, you don't take the classes I take. I like asking uh, questions. Any questions about anything? Because you never get the actual answer you're you're waiting for. You know, you- he's giving you surprises today, hasn't he? He, he gives you like. A Nick Ailes answer, and then he gives you the actual answer. It's always good with a little bit of sarcasm before. Way to go, Shaka. Mm-hmm. Shaka, Shaka. you're getting it right. You're I, getting it right. I like to have Sean Coffey on the phone, though. It is good to talk to him. He's going to watch the Super Bowl, I'm sure of it. Nick Ailes going to watch the Super Bowl. So is Scoop and the glue guy, the boss, Matt Page. I'm Rain, and we are here on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Any word on uh, whether Mrs. Rain has approved uh, Oskin Eats Pizza for the, the party on Sunday? So here's the thing, okay? <laughs> It's. I, I actually wrote it and it sent my, I sent myself an email after we were texting last night because he texted me and he was asking that. And I said, I'll have to ask her tomorrow because she's currently sleeping. And even though I did that, I you, forgot uh, I forgot to ask her when she left early in the morning and we didn't have a chance to chit chat because of everything. of the. You know how psycho my house is. I'll go run and grab some. I mean, wings are great, but we could have some pie, too. But here's here's the thing. I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be yes, because who says no to pizza? Especially Oskin Eats. Agreed. Absolutely. So we've we've got some more planning to do for, for our Super Bowl party. All right. You're joining me at the house. I'm going to hook up some wings. I'm trying to determine the different sauces I want to make. I want to make like a medium hot. Maybe a butter garlic. Do you like barbecue? Is there another? I can do all sorts of varieties. 
Uh, we do some ter- I had to do teriyaki last year for the raindrops. Teriyaki is great. I don't know if you've ever had garlic parmesan. I'm a big fan of that. I made those last year too. But any of the barbecue varieties, okay, you know, mild, sweet, hot. I, you know, Frank's Red Hot makes a good wing sauce. I, I just, I'd like Frank's Red Hot on everything. I'm getting. I so put that reading bleep what on Scoop everything. Is saying is he doesn't care. Whatever you put that bleep <laughs> on everything, right? I actually have some Frank's Red Hot, and I'm going to use that as a base for one of the sauces. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna whittle it down a little bit. Reduce it a little bit because it's a little bit overpowering for the raindrops. However, you should know that my youngest daughter, my youngest of four daughters, hashtag girl dad, uh, that would be Rain Dancer. She will be helping me prepare the sauces. She loves to make sauces. There's times that Mrs. Rain will be making something to eat before I get home. And, and when I walk in, she's in the kitchen. Not Mrs. Rain, Rain Dancer making a sauce. And, and then the crazy thing happens. We all sit down and we're eating and everybody's like, Sauce is really good. Like, it's amazing. Like, and it's any variety of different cuisines. And then Rain Dancer's like, yep, I made it. Yep, she does. She brags. She'll brag. You know how she does. And then she'll start dancing a TikTok dance. And then she'll make you actually do her dance moves from dance class. That's her athletic endeavor. And she always has, she always has pain in her knee or her ankle always hurts. And I'm always like, same thing. Did you ice it and elevate it? It never works. Well, that's what the doctor's getting. Can we just go to the doctor again? I'm like, you're fine. You're nine. There's nothing wrong with her. It's just her way to like, I think it's her icebreaker of a conversation. She'll, she'll go, dad, can I tell you something? What? My ankle hurts. It's like Patrick <laughs> Mahomes in your house there. You know, you got to constantly nurse her to health there. Well, we got off on a tangent, but it all was really. So what does uh, people in the in your house think? This Who's going to win? They don't care. They're, they care about the food. Commercials? They care about the food because it's not just the game. I, I mean, it's two weeks of blah, 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 blah leading up to the game, but it's the commercials and you know now remember when you had to wait to see the commercials yeah. now you get a preview of all of the commercials we're going to break that down a little bit further tomorrow there's so many of them i mean the death of as as i mentioned to you earlier the death of mr peanut it's it's a oh. gag it's a stunt he's not really gone he's 104 years old they're not going to get rid of him yeah i totally that's a stunt i'd put 100 bucks on it right now that he's coming back and that's like the second half of the commercial is like there a timetable for uh, if he, if and when he returns um, I, I think <laughs> it would, you know, everybody's already seen the one ad. Yeah. Why don't they just bring him back in the Super Bowl? That would be a big buzz. Here's the, here's basically what's been happening for the last two weeks. So everybody knows. It's time for the pre, 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 pre Super Bowl warm up moment with more completely unnecessary information. <laughs> This morning, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes ate two eggs over medium with a side of hash browns, four pieces of bacon, and two pieces of sourdough toast. Immediately following, he used the men's room for approximately seven and a half minutes. And that's your pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-Super Bowl warm-up moment. Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM with a smirking <laughs> scoop. Go ahead. All I can think of is, boy, Patrick Mahomes spends a lot of time in the pocket, apparently, <laughs> after breakfast. <laughs> oh. that's, that's out of character for him. Continue laughing. <laughs> and now, a message from Attention Deficit Disorder announcer. Don't forget that Super Bowl 54 in Roman numerals is LIV. It looks like live. Which makes me think of Liv Tyler, the daughter of Steven Tyler of Aerosmith, who just rocked the Grammys. Although Liv was actually raised by Todd Rundgren. Oh, and Liv is known for her acting roles in The Lord of the Rings, Armageddon, and more recently as Brad 
Brad Pitt's wife in the movie Ad Astra, which was so boring. I didn't want to live. So enjoy Super Bowl LIV or live. This has been a message from Attention Deficit Disorder Announcer. So it's a lot of nonsense for two weeks until we get to the game. Uh, wild card players earn 28,000. Wild card division winners, 31,000. In the vi- division round, they all earn 31,000. In the AFC and NFC Conference Championship games, the players earn 56,000. The losing Super Bowl team gets 62,000. And, Scoop, we've heard conflicting reports. It's either 118,000 or 124,000 for the Super Bowl champions. So we'll go with like roughly 120,000. So okay. what you're saying is the Patriots lost a lot of money this year. Yeah. Oh, boo hoo. I know. God forbid. <laughs> and America did not have to deal with them. So that's a win for everybody else. That sucks. 49ers, Chiefs. Uh, Mike Shanahan, uh, excuse me, is the, him and his father, Kyle, are the first father and son duo to each appear in the Super Bowl as a head coach in NFL history. That's kind of nice. Andy Reid returns first one since 2004 when he was with the Eagles. It's his second Super Bowl appearance overall. I thought that was a fantastic thing to see. Good for Andy Reid. I think a lot of people are rooting just for Andy Reid to finally get his ring. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've grown to respect him and root for him as a coach. Is that because he's no longer an Eagles head coach? And he also, no. well, that's part of it because I hate <laughs> the Eagles, but he's also... He's adapted his his coaching style, and he has said, and you've seen this, but basically he's like, listen, I'm closer to the end of my coaching career than the beginning, and I have a unique talent in Pat Mahomes, and this might be my last opportunity to do this. So it would be a great thing to see Andy Reid and his mustache get a ring. Well, in the history, too, with that franchise, Lamar Hunt coining the term Super Bowl. It's been 50 years since they won for crying out loud, it's been a long, long time. I just don't know. I, I don't know if they got enough. to. The thing we always hear is, oh, I just don't know if the 49ers could stop that Chiefs offense. Well, the 49ers, the second-rated you know, offense in the league. I mean, uh, second in scoring offense. Nick Ailes, tell us who you think is going to win this. I think the Kansas City Chiefs. And tell me why. Because Patrick Mahomes is just too good. Look. Here's what I got. So, <laughs> I think, although I said it earlier, I think the last two times I went against Scoop, I was wrong. But it's about to be one and three. I'll tell you right now. Because <laughs> I just think Lamar was just too inexperienced. And maybe the, the playoffs got to him and Derrick Henry got to him. But Patrick Mahomes, he's in the right place. He's in the right time. He's got the, all the best weapons. He's got everything. He's got the stuff. He's got the mojo. He's got the zen to calm down, throw the ball, exactly what he needs. And yeah, the Niners defense is a little scary for him, but I'm telling you, he's the guy to break out of a, any funk that he can get into and just boom. Put Are you afraid points. the Chiefs will start slow? No. Why? Because it's not my team. But, <laughs> but um, no, I think they're going to be fine right out of the gate. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, you said weapons. They've got weapons. They've got Pat Mahomes. But man, they've uh, been starting slow all playoff long. But the comp, the comparable numbers, though, Pat Mahomes' numbers, I want to give these out again. 319 out of 484 passing for the season, 4,031 yards, 26 touchdowns, five, uh, five interceptions, and a 105.3 passer rating. Jimmy Garoppolo, to Scoop's point a second ago, their offense is actually better than you think because you only think of the defense with the 49ers, but he's 329 out of 476 for 3,978 yards, 27 touchdowns, one more than Pat Mahomes, 
Now, he has almost triple the number of interceptions with 13, but he has a 102 passer rating. He's also got Raheem Mostert, who showed you what he can do in the NFC Championship game with a 200-plus rushing yards. So you never know what's going to happen until you play this game. With Raheem Mostert, you're almost playing defense on offense. When you hand the ball off to him and he kills clock, and my Lord, if he gets 220-plus yards against the Chiefs, they're in trouble. 49ers defense might show up. It might not be a shootout, but a lot of people analyzing this game, and it's everywhere with all of the coverage, are saying you might just see a shootout. It's that simple. But wouldn't you be surprised if maybe it's a 21-17 game late in the fourth quarter? I, th- I think it could be that kind of game where both defenses are making big plays and we're surprised by the lack of explosiveness that we would expect with Mahomes and Garoppolo. There's still a lot of pressure on both teams to perform, especially if it is a close game and you get into the fourth quarter of it. We just hope it's a good game. Let's take a break. We're going to tell you something about Kobe Bryant that you may not know, and we'll do that next on the SportsZilla Show. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And if you're going to be watching that SU-Duke game on Saturday night, why not watch live reaction from Syracuse legends Roosevelt Bowie and Eric Devendorf at twitch.tv slash Talk. Live reaction as the game's going on. So you have the game on, you get your laptop, and you have twitch.tv slash Talk up, and you watch those guys talking and watching the game and reacting in live time to SU-Duke. Saturday night that kicks off 745. A couple things about Kobe Bryant. Obviously, they're going to tribute him in Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday. There's all sorts of other tributes in the works. One of those is actually players switching their numbers. So the Dallas Mavericks, they're retiring 24. Will it go league-wide? I don't know. Are they going to make him the logo? That's not really likely. But a lot of players are doing this on their own. Spencer Dinwiddie of the Brooklyn Nets went from 8 to 26. Quinn Cook of the Los Angeles Lakers. He had number two, which is Kobe's daughter's number, Gianna's number when she was playing. Uh, he switched to 28 to honor both of them. Alex Burks, Kemba Walker, Terrence Ross, Ayer Smith, Jalil Okafor, Markeith Morris, Mo Harkless, Mason Plumley of the Nuggets. They're just some of them. And either they're saying, you know, I'm going to keep my number and wear it as a tribute to him, or I will change my number if I have to. But a lot of players are doing things like that. He just had an unbelievable impact on the game. Uh, Kemba Walker was one of those who's going to keep his number. Yeah, he said that for sure. I saw that. Uh, RJ Barrett said he does not want to be called the Maple Mamba anymore because he's from Canada. He just wants that dropped out of respect for Kobe. So there you go. There's only one Mamba, and that is Kobe Bryant. Also of note, Kobe and his wife Vanessa had an agreement that they would never fly in the helicopter at the same time, presuming, of course, worst case scenario that the nightmare came true and it actually just happened this past Sunday. Imagine that conversation that they had. But yeah, that report has come out. They, They agreed on that when Kobe started years ago transporting himself to and from practice or games or whatnot, their house in Orange County to the Lakers facility or the Staples Center or wherever it was. That's just creepy, and it's almost like back then they acknowledged the danger and the potential tragedy that could happen. So now you got to think, 
you know, if I'm Vanessa, I'm flashing back on that. You oh, know, yeah. and how can that not be part of your inner dialogue? I mean, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a weird sort of way. And it gives you the chills to think about that now. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just creepy. Uh, here's the thing that you may not have known about Kobe. And I did not know this. I know Matt will appreciate this because John Cena is legendary uh, about the amount of requests he allows for make a wish. Yep. People get a hold of them. People want to meet them, kids, whether they're sick or whatnot. It's a lifelong, it's a lifelong dream of theirs. That's the guy. Well, John Cena is legendary, but Kobe Bryant granted over 200 Make-A-Wish requests for kids throughout his 20-year career. Really a pretty remarkable thing, something I did not know, something he did behind the scenes. All of the other things that get publicized about him over the course of his 20-year playing career and the few years since he's retired there was always that in the background. It's just a very impressive thing that he did. I just wanted to share with you Kobe's own words on it. Basketball is something that'll come and eventually go. The beauty in that is trying to use that time to inspire others, to provide some sort of escape for them. I think that's something that lives well beyond you know, the game of basketball, and it's probably most important. He truly understood the impact that he had at the time and what an impact he had now you're learning after he has unfortunately passed away at the age of 41. Yeah, it's just a horrible loss and a good thing to be involved with kids. Those last wish things or uh, end of life wish things are pretty special moments. And boy, that's heavy stuff, man. Sure is. We'll see you tomorrow at 5 o'clock. It's been the Sports Zilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Have a great night.